plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. It's called Star Style. Be the star you are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And today we're going to have a virtual patio party. (laughs) Yes, uh, it seems like summer is on its way. And with the warmer days, it's time for a home tune up. So we'll talk about what maintenance needs that you might need around your house, you know, fixing doors, windows, etc. That doesn't sound too party like, but it's like getting ready for the party. And of course, we're going to go into the garden because we are living through some frightening, complicated international crises right now. But if we learned anything from history is that we can win the victory when we work together with empathy, caring and intelligence. And so I'm going to show you how to plant a victory garden, whether you're urban, suburban, rural, whatever. You can uh, make a portion of land even if it's a parking spot, that you might be able to grow your own food. And then coming up in segment one, nothing says summer gathering chic and casual more than wearing an Aloha shirt, right? But what are the origins um, of the Aloha shirt? We'll talk about the commercial success, the celebrities that have brought this Hawaiian fashion to the forefront. And, you know, we can always use a little bit of aloha. So the miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. And please visit the website, bethestarur.org. You can um, make a donation there. You can also find out about volunteering. This is a Navajo saying, you will be remembered forever by the tracks you leave. And with that, I just want to give a shout out of apology if the Be The Star You Are newsletter offended anyone recently, because uh, I did not mean we're living in crazy times. <laughs> the world is in chaos. And by all means, we are not racist or um, prejudiced here at Star Style Be the Star You Are. We're really, really inclusive and we don't tolerate any bigotry, racism, or any negative attitudes towards race, religion, gender, culture, politics. We, we respect people's viewpoints. So we stand together as a colorful, united family, uh, brothers and sisters. We're all from many different countries and backgrounds. Just take a peek at our website, be the star you are.org, or look at Express Yourself Teen Radio. Uh, Dot com, and you're going to see that all of our volunteers, I think 98% of us, represent the different nations of the world. So 
it was after sending out the newsletter, I received a few emails politely letting me know that some of the words that were used just didn't kind of sit right. So it's a mistake. I apologize. My motto's always been failure is fertilizer, you know, throw your mistakes on the compost pile, grow a new garden. And I'm certainly that made a mistake, but I'm learning from it. And that means it's a blessing. So uh, thank you so much for um, responding. And I really do appreciate that. So forgive me my intentions never to be offensive ever, ever, ever. And although we're all sailing together in this time of pandemic and civil unrest, I recognize that we are not in the same boat. So it is time to be kind, help one another, be inclusive, do not tolerate injustice, embrace diversity, and we will increase uh, peacefulness. You know, speaking of that, I want to announce starting on June 20th, um, you need to go to this website. Uh, and you actually, you need to go before uh, June 20th. You can register for free. Jane Applegath is doing a Passions to Profit Summit, 21 days of exceptional leaders um, that are going to bring you all kinds of information. You can register for free at janeapplegath.com. That's J-A-N-E-A-P-P-L-E-G-A-T-H. I am very honored to have been one of her guests, and you'll be able to see and hear me on uh, June 25th, if you so desire. So you can check it out. But just check out her plethora of outstanding people that she has. It's uh, 20 women and one man who um, who is very much into inclusiveness. So it's going to be a great time. And again, it's like I always say on my business bite, turn your passions into profits. Well, she's actually providing a summit to help you do just that. So now getting, oh, and again, let me just give that website again, janeapplegath.com, J-A-N-E-A-P-P-L-E-G-A-T-H.com. And we will continue our Wednesdays with writers uh, coming again next week. I needed to take a break this week because uh, we're also doing the uh, Super Smart Sundays on Express Yourself Teen Radio, which means I have three to four books I have to read every single week to prepare. And I just needed a break because um, literally I'm being bombarded with people who want to volunteer for the charity and I need to respond to everything. In fact, yesterday I found out, I, I actually had a text saying, you know, we haven't heard from you. And so I couldn't figure out, I couldn't find these people's emails. It wasn't in my spam file. It wasn't in sent. And I really, I get on it every single day. When somebody emails me, I want to get back to them within 24 hours. Well, it turns out that there's an online spam file that comes from my server where I never even see these emails. I had 2,000 emails that I hadn't responded to it just, it just within the last 20 days. I have no idea. Maybe the preferences changed. Maybe the spam got, you know, I don't know how they were, how they were filtering it. But in any case, I just want to tell anyone, if you are emailing info at be the star you are.org or Cynthia at star style.com and you do not get a response with, uh, let's say 48 hours, please get back in touch. But I am making a point now 
to check this online spam folder until I can get it to the point that it recognizes what is spam and what isn't. But 2,000 emails, um, I've been on it for nine hours today and a good nine hours yesterday and I'm still not done. <laughs> so another reason that today is not Wednesdays with writers except for me, the writer and author of eight books, Cynthia Bryan. <laughs> Visit CynthiaBryan.com. Okay, well, this is fun because I really wanted to have this patio, a virtual patio party today. And I wanted to talk about Aloha shirts because summertime is just that time when it seems like both men and women just seem to, you know, dress really colorfully. And especially men wear these Aloha shirts. But where did this come from? Now, mainland Americans all have looked to Hawaii for years and years as, a, you know, this marvelous uh, par uh, paradise. And at the height of World War One, when America was about to enter World War I, Hawaiian music was absolutely the rage. In fact, in 1916, Hawaiian records outsold all other genres of records. And ukuleles, if you can be, believe this, were so ubiquitous in college dorms and in high-class nightclubs that the New York Tribune had a full-page illustration of a, uh, an imagined ukulele square, the Hawaiian quarter of New York. <laughs> and then during the Great Depression, Americans again looked towards Hawaii to feel better, and they co-opted another piece of Hawaiian culture, and that's when the Aloha shirt started. Now, nobody really, really knows who made the original Aloha shirt. In many origin stories, it was Kochiro Miyamoto, better known as Musashiya, who created the Aloha shirt, the first design. Some time between the 1920s and 1930s. And it actually included, it was a Japanese origin, included Mount Fuji and other common Japanese images. But so it's not really, really clear, but it did appear sometime in the 20s or 30s. And most people think that it was because there were local Japanese women who were living in Hawaii that started adapting the kimono fabric that they used and started making men's shirts. And then the shirts achieved popularity among tourists that were visiting Hawaii and then it found more commercialist success when it came to the mainland around the mid-1930s. And, of course, as we know, the 1930s were just riddled with hardship and anxiety and so many people out of work, and especially men out of work, and so many struggling to hold on to just being a breadwinner. And so maybe in response that hyper-manliness came into vogue. Uh, that's when bodybuilding skyrocketed. That's when we saw Superman hit the scene. And it may seem paradoxical that men embraced the garment, the Saloa shirt, that actually had a lot of feminine appeal. In fact, some of the ads, well, I think this was in the, uh, yes, it was in the uh, Los Angeles Times in 1936, they ran this um, ad and it said, you better get two or three because it's a cinch. Your daughter, your sister, your wife, or maybe even your mother will want this bright colored shirt as soon as she sees it. So it didn't stop men from buying it because by 1940, a lower shirts were bringing in, in today's money, more than $11 million annually. 
And then another reason that men adopted the garment that might have been otherwise suited, you know, to their mother's or sister's closet was that rich and famous men started wearing it because visitors to Hawaii in the 1930s had to be wealthy. It was very expensive to get there. And before long, Aloha shirts were being sold by celebrities whom everyday Americans knew and loved and they wanted to emulate. I mean, obviously in the 1960s, Elvis Presley, he, he wore his Aloha shirts. He did South Seas, you know, he did Blue Hawaii, those kind of things. And then there were American heroes from the three-time Olympic champion and surfing pioneer Duke Kakanamoku. And Bing Crosby, he lended his name to particular brands. And those endorsements brought a huge amount of people to purchase these shirts. And if you could wear what a man that was unscathed by the Depression was wearing, you know, Bing Crosby was incredibly wealthy and well-known. It didn't matter that it might look feminine. You looked like someone who didn't need to worry about his masculinity. So then the shirt, once it reached the lower 48, anybody could buy one. And in those days, you could buy it for just a dollar and instead of having to spend, you know, thousands of dollars traveling to Hawaii, you could put on a Hawaiian shirt and you would see hula dances and luau's and, you know, that symbolism of the comfortable, picturesque, low-key wonderful lifestyle that people really wanted to be part of that carefree, just laid back Hawaii. So the notion that Hawaii was a quiet paradise, of course, was shattered in 1941 when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. And then the makers of Aloha shirts, they had to pivot just like we're pivoting today. And they started um, making supplies for the war effort. And when production resumed, all the influential Japanese designs that used to be common, you know, cherry blossoms, shrines, Mount Fuji, as I said, they were all out of fashion, obviously, because Japan had been our opponent. And now it was designs of Hawaii's local culture, which still works till this day. And then so service members who were returning to the mainland U.S. from the Pacific, they made the Aloha shirt a signature apparel. They made it so popular, and they made it especially popular for summer and for barbecues. And, of course, by the 1960s, it was really ubiquitous. It was everywhere. There were Aloha Fridays um, at certain workplaces. And everybody, you know, from Elvis to Richard Nixon, you wouldn't even think that Richard Nixon being kind of very on hip would have an Aloha shirt, but he did. And over time, it just lapsed into everyday person wanted to have an Aloha shirt. So in just the past five years, though, what's been happening is fashion magazines have been really heralding a comeback. And they're very high-end labels like Gucci. They're taking the Aloha shirt to the next level with prints that draw on, again, Japanese designs uh, from the early days. And then, of course, they're going to have a price tag to match. So shirt makers from Hawaii's old guard, they're still going strong. There's one called Kahala. It was founded in 1936. And it was one of the first brands that produced Aloha shirts. And um, they have been going back into their vaults 
to see what designs that they were making in the early 30s that were popularized, popularized by that swimming champion and the surfing pioneer, uh, Duke. You know, and you've probably been, if you've been to Hawaii, you might have been to Duke's restaurant that I think it was named after him. So uh, people really are looking to bring back light and color and some vibrancy into their lives. And I think that right now, during the crises that we are going through, wearing an Aloha shirt, or maybe even a hula skirt, if you want to do that, is going to be a pretty powerful statement. And it's going to make you feel a whole lot better. So get your hula on and get out your Aloha shirt and, you know, have a barbecue. When we come back from break, we're going to go digging deep with me, the goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan. We're going to go into the garden and we're going to create a victory garden. And we'll give you a little bit of backstory and history of how victory gardens and why they were created. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. So turn your volume up and check out the website during the break, CynthiaBryan.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of and we are back. I'm so glad that you are staying with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And we're having a virtual patio party today. So what we're going to be doing now is we're going to go into the garden. And the first, um, first I want to talk to you, we're going to talk about Victory Gardens 3.0. That's what I'm talking about. And in every adversity, there lies the seed of an equivalent advantage. In every defeat is a lesson showing how to win the victory next time. And this is by writer and publisher Robert Collier. So in March, 
2000, in March, um, yeah, 1917, before a month before the United States entered World War One, Americans across our land were asked to plant produce to help feed the Allies fighting in Europe. Now, it wasn't only farmers um, who were asked to start planting. President Woodrow Wilson declared that food will win the war as he encouraged city folks to plant in vacant lots and fields and parks and pots. And so began the war garden to sow seeds of victory. Now, during World War II, food shortages prevailed once again. And victory gardens sprouted throughout America, throughout Europe, Canada, Australia, and they supplied over 33% of the necessary food for the United States. Eleanor Roosevelt even dug up a part of the White House lawn, you know, much to the chagrin of people around her, and she planted a vegetable garden. Turnips, tomatoes, lettuce, peas, beets, beans, cabbages, carrots, squash, onions, potatoes, Many other vegetables were so easy to grow and preserve by canning for the winter months. And by 1943, there were approximately 18 million victory gardens throughout the United States. And the best part of this statistic, 12 million of those were in cities and 6 million were in rural areas. So more gardens in cities than in the rural, into the countryside. Now today we're facing major adversities from different kinds of conflicts. COVID-19 pandemic combined with the racial civil unrest throughout our cities, our country, and our world. They have the potential to increase food scarcity and shortages. And we've already witnessed throngs of people emptying grocery store shelves of staples and canned goods. So it's easier than ever to grow your own food, no matter what your space limitations. If you have a yard, you can choose a small area to plant vegetables, fruits, and herbs that you love. If you only have a porch or a balcony, you can use pots to grow tomatoes, lettuce, basil, parsley, and peppers. If you only have a windowsill, you can still put lettuces and some herbs. You can put them, grow them in water. And as long as you have sunlight, like a northern sunlight, you're going to be able to grow some things. Now, according to the USDA, 15% of the world's food supply is now grown in cities. So if you're ready to get started, I'm ready to help you. So here are the things that you need to grow your victory garden. First, you either need a little patch of land, you either need a raised bed or a pot. And if you can get a pot that's two gallons or larger, you're going to be able to grow quite a few things. Next, you'll need bags of high-quality garden soil. Now, if you're growing in a pot, you might only need one bag. So you'll depend how many bags you need on how big of an area. If you have a large piece of land, you might actually want to call a soil company and have them deliver a truckload of high-quality garden soil. If you just have a small area, you can just go to your hardware store or your nursery and get a couple of bags. Next, you want some healthy plants. And I prefer planting with plants, although you can plant some things with seeds, which I'll tell you too. Then you'll just need some mulch to go on top and water. That's all you're going to need. Now, second, you want to find an area that you're going to have at least six hours of sunlight per day. So even if you're going to have a pot, you want to be able to move that pot into an area that has six hours of sunlight. If you're working in a patch or a raised bed, first clean the patch, pull out all the weeds, prepare the ground by adding that new garden soil that I told you about. 
If you're going to use a pot, wash the pots. You can also use a bucket, just so you know. You don't have to go buy anything. If you have an old bucket, if you have any kind of container, you can use it. But make certain that there's a drainage hole at the bottom. Add a few pebbles. Or you can add some cracked pottery to help with the drainage. And then fill the pots with your purchased soil. Now, vegetables need organic matter, including the compost or manure, to thrive because it's the organic matter that decomposes the essential nutrients of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium that's going to enrich the roots. Now, buy healthy plants from your nursery or garden center. You want to check for vibrant green leaves. Look for any insect or snail infestation and then plant according to instructions. If you're going to plant with some seeds, it, it just depends what you want to plant. I have found that growing, you know, radishes, carrots, beets, beans, Swiss chard, arugula, lettuces from seeds is fantastic. But I have never had good luck with trying to grow tomatoes from seeds or squash from seeds um, or artichokes from seeds. So some things you just need plants. So you can decide, but again, make sure that you get either fresh seeds or healthy plants. Then after you've planted it, top it with peat moss or other mulch. Now peat moss adds aeration it retains moisture, it reduces the leaching of nutrients, and it is a, a great, uh, it's great mulch, just as a mulch. It can also increase the efficiency of a compost pile. And for compost, as I've talked to you about uh, many times before, compost is just about everything from your kitchen except for meat. You don't want to put animal feces in your compost pile, but you can add all kinds of food scraps, potato peelings, carrot peelings, vegetable peelings, eggshells, uh, coffee grinds, uh, tea bags, uh, shredded newspaper, uh, shredded cardboard. You can keep it in a bucket with a lid on it, or if you have an area of land, then you can, you know, pour it there, or you can get a small composter, which are not expensive. Add leaves, add green material, like cuttings from grass. If you're going to add weeds, just make sure there aren't seeds in it, and you turn it, and it gets really hot, and within a few months, you're going to have really wonderful compost that you can put back into your garden. And water thoroughly. You have to maintain moisture during the growing period. Now, before you plant your Victory Garden 3.0, research the maturity date for the crops you wish to grow because harvest dates vary greatly. If you're going to plant from seeds, you'll have lettuce and radishes within two weeks. If you're planting zucchini or corn, the time frame is longer. Perhaps it's going to be 100 days. And don't overlook a nutritious staple that's super easy to grow, and that's potatoes. Spuds are ready for eating in 70 to 100 days. Now, here's a little tip. You can try cutting the egg-sized pieces of a potato into two or, you know, that have two or three eyes. Just cut them into egg-sized pieces. And that means, I mean, of course you can order or buy potato seeds or potato um, buds that are for planting, but I do it kind of on the cheap, and when I buy a potato, if I see an eye on it, I cut that eye off, and I plant that. 
So, and that works. So you can plant two, you can plant your potato in a two to five gallon pot, a bucket, a raised bed. You want to mound the dirt into little hills because spuds grow on stems and you want to pile mulch or straw on top. So the tubers grow to keep the stems in total darkness. Now, one thing, never eat a green potato. If it's green, it can be poisonous. Other things that can be planted in large containers are citrus, apples, and peaches. And so, if again, if you have a balcony or a patio, there's no reason not to plant some edibles. We are living through a frightening and complicated international crisis. And if we've learned any lesson from history, it is that we can win the victory when we work together with empathy and caring and intelligent. Growing even a portion of our own food will help us, help us all be healthier and we will create a more sustainable lifestyle. We'll get exercise, sunshine, fresh air, and you're gonna have some fun growing with your families or with your friends. Plus the butterflies, the bees, the birds, the hummingbirds, they're gonna pollinate and they're gonna entertain you as our garden reduces stress and offers some soul fulfillment so don't forget to plant some pretties like Asiatic lilies, gazanias, trumpet vine, hydrangeas, and annual and perennial flowers. They're going to add some fragrance, some structure, and some beauty to our lives. And, you know, speaking of fun, I, I need to carry my camera with me at all times. But uh, I was so entertained today, I went to go take a picture of a bird's nest that I just found that was growing on top of my stat. I mean, that had been made on top of my stag horn, stag, stag horn fern. Let me get that right. Stag horn fern. And just as I went to sh take the picture, a squirrel came down out of the tree and was like foraging in the nest. I don't know what it was looking for. Um, I didn't quite get a very good picture, but it was certainly entertaining. So anyway, I want you to stay safe and stay healthy and plant your victory garden today. And here are just some gardening tips for the rest of the month that you can do now. So plant your tomatoes, your peppers, your lettuces, eggplants, arugula, cucumbers, beans, corn, pumpkins. Herbs to plant now for summer harvesting are basil, parsley, cilantro, and dill. You're probably going to have to stake your tomatoes. In fact, I would suggest it because you don't want the fruit to bend over and touch the soil because it will rot. Snails are still plentiful, so apply some organic snail bait to newly planted seedlings and wherever you witness slugs or snails. It's time to fertilize uh, trees, shrubs, and ground covers before the summer heat really hits. Spray your crepe myrtles if you have them to prevent powdery mildew with a natural fungicide such as neem, um, oil extract, or jojoba oil or potassium bicarbonate. Make sure to check any irrigation systems and readjust your sprinkler heads as needed. Tackle aphids with ladybugs or for a small infestation, you can just spray with a mixture of water and dish detergent. And keep in mind that if you buy ladybugs from a nursery or hardware store and you release them and they're gone within a day or so, it means that you probably don't have aphids because ladybugs only stick around in a garden where there are aphids to eat. So you, although you may be sad that they're gone, it might be because there's no food for them. Cut the dead canes of hydrangeas to the ground. Anything without a green bud on it 
don't prune hydrangeas in spring or fall or the flowering buds will be cut off. Now, buy a shorter variety or move a too tall hydrangea as hydrangeas can't be pruned to reduce height. They can be pruned to uh, reduce the dead wood. But uh, if you want, if your hydrangea is getting too big, you're either going to have to move it or you're just going to have to get a smaller hydrangea. And another tip on hydrangeas, if you see them drooping on a hot day, it may not need, mean that they need water. It may rebound as the evening cools. So um, just watch it before giving it too much water. And do know that hydrangeas grow great in containers. So again, if you just want to plant something in that pot, you can do that. Add sulfur or aluminum sulfate to acidic soil if you want to get blue hydrangeas, regardless of what you've heard. Putting rusty nails or copper in the ground is not going to work. It's not going to turn your hydrangeas blue. It's sulfur or uh, aluminum sulfate. Now, treat both the upper and lower leaves of roses with organic sulfur. If you have fungus problems, including black spot, rust, or powdery mildew, it's time to prune your azaleas after the spring flowering. So we're almost at summer, but um, probably your azaleas might be finishing. As soon as they finish, that's when you cut them back. Deep soak any of your big trees with a soaker wand if you see the leaves wilting. Like my big magnolia, I have a couple of um, beautiful magnolia trees. And, oh, the leaves were falling off. But when I looked at it, they were the big saucer uh, magnolia flowers, but the leaves were all drooping. So you have to put a soaker wand into the ground, down to the roots, about six foot from the trunk, and then let it go for a while because it means that they're thirsty. Uh, pull out any of the dried fronds of spring bulbs. If a bulb comes out with the leaves, cut off the dried uh, foliage and either replant the bulb in a new place or put it in a dark, cool space to replant in the fall. And, um, oh, it's Father's Day, you know, this weekend. So uh, make sure that you honor your dad and wish a happy Father's Day. And if he's a gardener, you might, might want to pick up um, any of my gardening books, Growing with a Goddess Gardener or Chicken Soup for the Gardener Soul. You can find those at CynthiaBryan.com. Click on the store. Care for your lawn. If you have a lawn, make sure you rake the leaves, the twigs, and the dead grass. Pull any weeds, including dandelions, chickweed, bitter uh, cress, and henbit. Aerate it, but leave the plugs on the grass and cover bare patches by overseeding. I like to overseed with the Pearls Premium grass seed. You can go to pearlspremium.com. Water early in the morning and fertilize once more before the heat of summer. And when mowing, never cut off more than one third, and you can leave the grass clippings on the lawn. At least every two times that you mow, because that's going to add nutrients in the, and the nitrogen to the soil. If you have cherries, lemons, tangelos, loquats, tangerines, um, harvest them now. In fact, mulberries, if you're lucky enough to have a mulberry tree, I am fighting with the squirrels and the deer and the birds to get to the mulberries. My mulberries are ripe and they're so good, but I can never get enough. And just remember, you can feed your family, your friends in body, mind and spirit by planting a victory garden 3.0. So happy gardening and happy growing. And of course, to all the dads out there, happy Father's Day. So when we come back from break, we're going to just talk about 
some of that maintenance that has to be done now around our house houses because it is summer and uh, we don't want our houses to fall apart or our patios. So keep listening. We're having a patio party, but we're going to have a work party when we come back from break. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I will be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know how to increase innovation? Creativity thrives in a company when management encourages people to express ideas. To stimulate motivation, invite people from local universities, faculty members to speak about the frontiers of knowledge in their respective fields. Now you can do them on Zoom. You could sponsor a seminar, a class, or or an online meeting that's going to spark ideas in the minds of your teens. Send employees information about online conferences and encourage them to attend these industry association meetings. When people are tuned into what's happening beyond the scope of their company's policies, innovation soars and new opportunities and solutions to problems can occur. By growing the minds of your people, you will grow your company. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Bryan with an I, CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are, the star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business So we are back, and this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan, and we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. 
and this is the Empowerment Channel. So I want to give you a list of home maintenance thoughts that you can start doing before we actually get to summer. Well, summer's just in a few days. But these are just some simple tips to keep your home safe, to keep you comfortable. And it would be really, I think it's important if you have a home or even if you're renting, just to keep on top of all these things. Because um, unfortunately, uh, it seems like that when you're least expecting something to break down, that's when it breaks down. And then then we get really upset, you know, um, because then you have to, have to uh, do some home maintenance that maybe you weren't really planning on. So if you want to stay in your home, you're not planning to leave, um, it's really important that you take care of it. So you want to keep your home in good condition through regular home maintenance. It's an actual crucial part of being able to stay safe and to live comfortably. And when done correctly, it will help reduce risks of any natural disasters or serious disasters. It's going to save you money because it's going to lower your utility bills. It'll extend the life of your appliances. It's going to prevent other costly damage to your home. And you'll stay healthier because you're going to reduce your risk of illness, disease, and injury. But taking care of your home is really an ongoing responsibility. And it does seem like a never-ending list of to-dos. I actually have a list of to-dos that, I don't know, I have to prioritize the task just to make maintenance more manageable, also more affordable. Like one of the things that I'm doing now, and I really want to encourage everybody to do right now, is to really clean your yard and to cut any high grass vegetation, dried grass that you might have around your house. We're going into summer. It's fire season, especially here in California, Arizona, Washington, Oregon, New Mexico, the West Coast. We tend to have a lot of fires. So it literally the last, uh, I don't know, about three weeks, I have spent just out weed eating, trying to get rid of, because I live up against a hill, and just getting that hillside uh, managed, because we did have a fire this past year. So that's one thing that's very, very important to do. Also, clean your gutters um, and downspouts, and make sure that there aren't leaves in your gutters, You know, especially if you have a lot of trees. Again, that's twofold. Number one, if it rains and your gutters are clogged, you could have a leak. But if you have debris in your gutters and there's a fire, uh, that fire could start your roof on fire. So really important to do that. And, you know, um, if you are struggling to have upkeep, it's important that you seek some help out there. And, you know, you can usually hire maybe even if it's just for garden chores, maybe you can even hire um, some high school students or, you know, people around your area. Just look in your neighborhood. So here are just some things that might need tending to. If you're in an area that has storm windows, you might have to check your storm windows and see if they're going to need to be replaced for next year. If you just your regular windows probably need to be washed and the screens need to be cleaned. Uh, I know my windows, it's like you wash the windows and then it rains or there's a big fog and then there's debris again. It seems like it's it's that's a never ending thing, but it really does help 
to clean your windows. Check for gaps and seals around your windows and your doors. You should also check for signs of pests and identify any pest entry points. And the pests could include rats and mice, as well as check for termites um, that you don't, if you have a wooden house, you don't want termites. If you have an air conditioner or a, a central heat, it's probably time to schedule maintenance. Uh, it's good to at least get it done probably once a year. You'll at least need to replace your your um, HVAC air filters. And then check for signs of water leaks. And that would be any pulling water, damp surfaces, leaky pipes or faucets. As I said in the Victory Gardens, check your irrigation system. If you think that you're trying to water and you don't have uh, much pressure, you might have a leak somewhere. So you might want to check your water, your water valves. I know here at my house, because it's a big property and we have a lot of wildlife, you know, a deer, the deer knock over things and they, they break, they'll break a, um, a, a an irrigation uh, stem. And then sometimes because they hit it so hard, it'll go down underground and actually break the pipe. And sometimes I can't find it for a few weeks until I get my water bill. And it's like, oh my gosh. So just make sure to check both inside and outside in the house. You, and especially if you're going to go on a vacation, you don't want to have a toilet leak or to have, um, a sink that's dripping. So check underneath everything you know all of your sinks and make sure there aren't any leaks and then check your toilets your showers your bathtub dishwasher washing machine make sure like on your washing machine that the hoses are in good shape because they can break at any time now one thing that we learned the hard way a few years ago when we had a, a toilet um a toilet valve break and flood our house when we were on vacation. It was really horrible. It took a full year to rebuild and redo. It was it was very very stressful. Is uh, we were told to turn off our main water to our house when you go away, and in that way, uh, it's um, you're not going to have a leak. So if you're going away for the weekend, I suggest that you turn off your main water valve. Check for any mold on surfaces. Um, we had an issue this past year where we had a, uh, we didn't know it, but we had a drip coming into my husband's office in our house from a roof. It was a tile on the roof that had broken and it was leaking into the house. And because of this COVID-19, we still have not been able to be able to fix the inside uh, so we have a wall torn out, but we did fix the roof. So that's another thing is if you own your own house is probably have your roof checked every couple of years. And if you have, uh, again, a lot of trees around, you may want somebody to go on your roof and get rid of all of the junk that gets in the crevices and all of that stuff. And if you have a tile roof or any kind of roof that has, you know, even if it's asphalt tiles, you want them to be checked because it only takes one to be misplaced and then you'll get a leak. And then it gets really expensive and that is not covered by insurance. Service your hot water heater. 
Uh, maybe you don't need it serviced, but you might need it drained. So definitely check it. Clean the vents and hoses on your clothes dryer. Now, if you constantly, if you have a clothes dryer and you always check the vent and you always remove all the lint, you're probably going to be in good shape. But if your clothes aren't drying, and it, but it seems to be heating, it could be that the vent is clogged. And there are people out there that will do it. Inspect your electrical system, and that is including outlets and wiring. So it's usually worth it to have an electrician, electrician double-check things. And especially if you have, like, lamps and um, items that have plug-in, you know, plug-in wires, if something gets frayed or you have an animal that chewed on it, it could start a fire or that it could start a shock, especially if you have small children. So be very careful and definitely check it. Um, check if you have floorboards, stair treads, handrails. Are they loose? Are they uneven? Is there something you could do? Also test and change the batteries in your smoke alarms and your carbon monoxide detectors. Now, if you have a certain date that you do that every year, like on your birthday, and you've already done it, then maybe you don't need to, but at least put it on your list. Because uh, again, for at least uh, the West Coast here, it is definitely fire season. And that smoke alarm could save your life. And now carbon monoxide detectors are required in rental, all rental units, as well as in houses. And fact if you have an insurance inspection you won't get insurance unless you have those so you know definitely check uh check and check every detector by the way um it, whether it's in your bedroom a hallway a basement a kitchen you know wh wherever you have them make sure to check them and then replace um missing or burned out light bulbs so that's an important thing if you've had a fireplace and you've been burning fires, this is a good time of the year to have your chimneys cleaned and your chimney sweeps. That's on my to-do list. I'm hoping that I'll have one more cold night and then I can have a chimney sweep come in. And then it's time to de-winterize if you're in an area that you need to um, prepare your home to um, de-winterize. If you took steps to prepare yourself for winter, then you got to do the reverse as the weather warms up. So that means you're going to reattach hoses or pipes you might have disconnected from appliances or water lines. Like here in California, if you have a second home, I don't, but if you have a second a vacation home in the Sierras or, you know, where in snow country and you haven't been there, then you're going to need to reconnect things and turn your water back on if you shut it off. If you have one, you want to make sure to check your sump pump, make sure it's functioning and that there isn't any dampness or water pulling in your basement. And finally, you got to adjust your thermostat to a comfortable indoor temperature. Now, we all know that air pollution is a very big health risk to humans. And research su suggests that nine out of 10 people in the world breathe polluted air. So WHO, World Health Organization, um, Association, say that countries can reduce disease like stroke and lung cancer and heart disease and acute and chronic respiratory diseases if air pollution levels were reduced. And I guess you would think 
when you've shut your door to the outside world and you're hunkering down in your house that you have a safe place that's not polluted. But you could be really wrong because we aren't just exposed to dangerous levels of toxins when we're outside, you know, like the car fumes or, or um, you know, uh, company fumes from, from uh, factories and manufacturing. But inside our homes, it can be just as harmful to our health. So this is a really good time to uh, check what it could be in your home that isn't healthy. There's a lot of media focus on pollution outdoors, especially from the vehicle emissions. But it's really important to turn your focus to the air quality in your home as well, because uh, it's not just you may not even smell, you know, you may not even smell something, but. Uh, roughly 4.3 million people die worldwide every year from household air pollution. And most of us don't even realize how alarming this can be. So it's called um, a toxic home syndrome. And it's when people are exposed to a potent mix of airborne pollutants when the home is poorly ventilated that can cause respiratory problems or skin diseases that can occur more frequently and they can even get worse. So what are the causes of indoor pollution and what causes a toxic home? Well, first of all, mold. When there's mold in the house, it causes uh, poor ventilation and increased humidity. And once mold has grown, it releases into the air these invisible spores, which find their way into our lungs. And that is bad. It causes allergies and it can also um, be very dangerous to your health. So for example, right, wipe down your shower and uh, clean it with a disinfectant. If you see black anywhere, that's mold. Cooking fumes. There's been a lot of studies and tests done for particles when cooking various meals. So be careful. Put a, keep a fan on. Cleaning products and air fresheners are another one. Um, some air fresheners, they're doing more harm than good. Also, furniture. There's a lot of, of, of VOCs, volatile organic compounds, like formaldehyde that are in furniture and carpeting and flooring, so mattresses, so be careful. Um, walls, when you're painting your walls, you got to watch out for the solvents and the VOCs, like bamboo and natural wood is great for flooring. Vinyl flooring is usually strengthened with chemicals, and that gives off gases. And, of course, pet and dust dander. So you have to keep, if you have pets, you got to keep on top of that. An air purifier is worth considering if someone in your household has any problems. And as the goddess gardener, I have to tell you, if you can put in um, two or three plants in your home, at least I have a plant at least in every single room because plants absorb all those pollutants. And you could do really easy ones like a snake plant, um, orchids, phalaenopsis, you can do um, uh, sale plants. All of these are really, really great for helping with pollutants. So I hope that this opens your eyes a little bit about toxins in your home and how to prepare your house for summer and get some maintenance done. So thank you for being great listeners. 
and allowing me to be with you every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. Next week, we will continue with our Wednesdays with writers, so make sure that you're right here. Make sure to check out StarStyleRadio.com for more information about all the upcoming radio shows that we will be having here on StarStyle, as well as our guests on Express Yourself Teen Radio. For more information about Be The Star You Are, how to become a volunteer, or make a donation, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. To check out the plethora of book reviews that our volunteers have done, visit BTSYA.org. Click on book reviews, and there's something there for everybody. My aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. Say beyond your physical being, know you're already a star. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment. And I hope you'll pick up one of my books this week, um, the Be the Star You Are series. There's three books in that, but I have eight books total at CynthiaBryan.com. Check it out. So until we celebrate next week, remember, love always wins. Kindness always prevails. Smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Happy Father's Day to all the incredible dads out there. You don't have to do the work on the home maintenance this week, but uh, maybe you'll help in the following weeks. Celebrate and be happy. Happy, happy day. And I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.